Hello, listeners of Take Talks Business, and thank you for joining us for this episode. I have a good friend and, and a wonderful uh, part of the business community and the nonprofit community and the, and the 757, Mary-Kate Andrus, who is the president and CEO of YWCA Southampton Roads. Mary-Kate, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Tig. It's good to be here. This is kind of cool. Thank you. Uh, and I got to say, I you and I are good friends. I, I don't always use the term, but technically you are a doctor, correct? I am. You know, very few people actually call me doctor, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I did receive my doctorate uh, back in 2011. That's one of those things that once you get, nobody can take it away from you. So I have, I have that forever. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you'll always be Mary Kate to me, but for those of you in the more formal sense, thank <laughs> you, Dr. Andrews. Um, <laughs> so, for those who maybe haven't had the pleasure of getting to, to meet you and get to know you, uh, can you give us a little bit of uh, your, your professional history and, and especially in the, the 757 community? Sure. Um, so I moved here in 2006 with my husband, Kevin. He uh, came down to Norfolk, Virginia. I'd never heard of Norfolk, Virginia or Chesapeake, Virginia for that matter, uh, for a job at Norfolk Southern. Um, and we, uh, we decided it was a big move for our family. We had a three-year-old at the time and I was pregnant working on my dissertation. Um, so I thought, well, I can write a dissertation from anywhere. Let's, let's do it. Um, and I had always had a background in higher education. I worked for Moravian College. I worked for Westchester University. I worked for Widener Law School. So when I, I got down here, I met um, Angelica Light at a party and she said, you need to meet Harry Lester and work for EVMS. And so I did that for a little while. Um, took a break, wrote a dissertation, um, and then worked for Virginia Westland. And so I was always in higher education. That was always my thing. And I was doing fundraising for higher education, mostly specifically for scholarships. Endowed scholarships were my passion. I would meet with donors and talk to them about why endowing a scholarship could really leave a legacy and help a student in perpetuity. So that was a, a big strength of mine. Also planned gifts. Um, leaving behind your legacy and your, and your estate plans was a big uh, expertise area of mine. And then I was approached, actually met Tracy Keller. She, her daughter had a bucket list and she wanted to go to a college and, and get a college tour and see a biology lab. And so Tracy was an alum of Virginia Wesleyan and she reached out to me to ask me for a tour and I gave her and her daughter Ashleena a tour. And uh, we had a great time and Ashleena was so impressed. And, and I just started a relationship with Tracy. And when she said she was looking for somebody in philanthropy, I thought, Girl Scouts, I was a Girl Scout, I could do that. So I went and worked for Tracy for three years and kind of restarted her philanthropy program there. We launched Planned Giving there too, and it created a Planned Giving Society. Um, and, and then warm handoff to Stacy. Um, she did a great job there and then saw this job and thought, and I don't know if I'm ready to be a CEO, but I spent a lot of time with Tracy and I spent a lot of time working for deans and college presidents. And then Tracy is a CEO. I thought, well, I might be able to do that. Worth giving it a whirl. And we needed to do some fundraising here at the YW. So that was really my strength and the strength that I bought to the YW. I didn't know what the YW was. I didn't know the difference between the YW and the YMCA either. So just so you know, everybody out there. Um, but it, it's a, an amazing organization that helps women in times of trouble. 
and I say women because we're the YW, and I want you to remember that we're the YW, but we do help men as well. About 14% of our clients are men. Um, we help people through troubles when it comes to domestic violence or sexual violence or human trafficking and sometimes even stalking. And so those are things that we work on. Um, but we have this, this mission, it's a two-fold mission, uh, to eliminate racism and to empower women. And I would say we're really great at empowering women and maybe could work a little bit more on eliminating racism. And so I know we're gonna talk about that in a little bit, but I, I love this organization. I've been here four years. I work really hard all the time, um, but we were talking before, it's very rewarding. And that's what gets you out of bed in the morning. It's the rewarding part of your job, so. We are going to get into a little bit about the differences, uh, both the eliminating racism and the empowerment of women. Um, we're going to discuss the racism because you have some something coming up that, that I can't wait to talk to everyone about. Uh, but before we jump into that, can you talk a little bit about some of the resources as far as the empowerment of women? Sure. So um, we have a 24-hour hotline. And if you're in trouble, if you're at home, if you're um, scared, if you're in need of someone to talk to, we have a 24-hour hotline. And so my little commercial is, the phone number is 757-251-0144. And, and that hotline is a 24-hour hotline, 365 days a year. Uh, we're here in the office most of the time answering the calls. And those calls are, I'm scared, I don't know what to do, I want to safety plan. Let's say you're in a, a domestic violence relationship, but you're just not ready to leave and you're not sure even how to go about preparing to leave. We can talk you through that. We'll help you safety plan. We'll help you put together a duffel bag with some cash and uh, some of your important documents and maybe an extra set of clothes because you never know when you might need to get out real quick, real fast. Um, so we provide that. We provide counseling. So let's say you're in a domestic violence relationship, you're not ready to leave or you're not sure you wanna leave, but you wanna to talk to somebody about that. We provide that. And again, all of the services that we provide are free of charge. Uh, we have lots of grant funding that helps us from the federal government, from the local government, state government, that helps us provide these wraparound crisis services for free. Um, the other thing that we will help with is uh, an order, magistrate order, a protective order something if you're in a pinch or if something happened, uh, an emergency protective order. And we do that now through our Norfolk Family Justice Center, which we opened in November of 2019. And it is a, a conglomerate of all different partners. So we've got the Commonwealth Attorney's Office, we have the Police Department, the Sheriff's Department, a Chesapeake Forensic Group, where you can get a, a sexual assault exam, and the YWCA. Um, and what we're trying to do is make sure that we can provide all those wraparound crisis services, including protective orders and police reports, if you want, in one location. So you don't have to tell your story here, tell your story there, tell your story across town, get in your car, drive, pay your parking meter, tell the story again. We try to minimize the trauma of what has happened with our clients so that you're telling the story once and you're getting the services that you need as a wraparound, so to speak, a hug, right? of all the services that you might need here. You can schedule a counseling appointment. We have children's counseling. So if your kids experienced something or saw something that wasn't so pleasant, we have counseling services for kids. Um, and again, all of the services that we provide are free of charge because uh, we are a health and human service organization in this community. 
So. And and do I remember correctly? Because I, I I remember doing the walkthrough with you. I want to say maybe a year, year and a half ago, when when this was all pulled together. So that this ability to pull everything into essentially a single space is is a relatively new project in comparison to the to the time that the YWCA has been around. How have you found that to have been working over the last 12 months? Yeah, so there, um, the Family Justice Center model has been around um, for 20 or 30 years, and we are the 29th Family Justice Center in the United States. We're the first one in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And the model works in such a way that it reduces the trauma for victims. So again, not having to tell your story more than once. Um, and it's prone to be really successful in the short few months that we were open, we were busy. Um, and we were seeing people come in and it's a walk-in service, no need to make an appointment kind of thing. And before, uh, before the coronavirus in March, we were, we were busy. We found ourselves uh, a little bit even overwhelmed with the number of people. I think it's the convenience, right? It's the, you come here and you do everything you need to do in one place at one time. And if you change your mind, that's okay because you're building a relationship with the staff here that you can say, you know what, I changed my mind, I'd like to come back. And we say, absolutely, yes, please do. And so the services that we provide are all the time, they're free. Uh, we also provide court advocacy. So we'll go to court with you if you need to file a permanent protective order. We'll stand beside you and walk you through that process. Um, we do rape exams here, so if you, um, if something has happened to you and you've been sexually assaulted, we will do an exam here and we will sit with you and explain to you what's going on in the exam. And again, all free of charge. Um, so we, we're, trying to, we're trying to holistically serve the client one time, not multiple times in different spaces. So that's what gotcha. the Family Justice Center model encourages. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and, and from a business standpoint, I mean, Believe me, I, I, I would be ignorant to say that, that somehow that um, just because the, the bulk of the professionals listening to this are in the business community and maybe somehow don't have to deal with this. I mean, that's just unfortunately just not the case. Um, but for those within the business community that, that, that want to provide some help, that want to partner, what opportunities are there for the, the business community to, to partner with YWCA? Yeah, uh, we have established an emergency assistance fund for our clients. Um, we're finding that people are running into issues and starting over because the other thing too is if you've decided to leave your partner, it's hard to start over. It's scary um, and you might not have the resources that you need. So we've, we've created this emergency assistance fund with the help of Christina and Susan Good and the Good family um, to really address the gaps, right? The gaps or and or a hand up right? Not a handout yeah. to folks who need help. I need help fixing my car. Well, grant funds will help us pay for a bus ticket for you, but they won't allow us to use the funds to fix your car. And if you can relocate, uh -huh. you're going to need your car, right? So yeah. I'd rather help you fix your car than give you a bus ticket and send you down there to your brother's house or your cousin's house to relocate and live without a car, without transportation. Because transportation yeah. means you get a job. So I feel, like, um, I feel like we have the opportunity for corporations and organizations here locally, the business community to support us financially, obviously. I also think that through their volunteer hours, um, we, we could use some help. We have a shelter, it's at an undisclosed location in Norfolk, 
and we are always looking for um, groups, small groups to either adopt a room, which would be adopting a room within the shelter to decorate that room and to provide towels and linens and things of like that for that room, or even just to clean up the grounds, um, to paint. Uh, we have lots of projects that we're always looking for volunteers and Volunteer Hampton Roads, Stephanie Gorham has always been helpful to help us find uh, volunteers. United Way with Day of Caring, we count on them um, tremendously. Sarantara Lee Hospital has been really helpful. They made, for example, Easter baskets for all the kids in the shelter. And for the moms, because it's April and April showers, they got umbrellas and raincoats and rain. <laughs> so, you know, it's just the creativity. I mean, imagine living in a shelter with only really the clothes on your back. And so yeah. it's taking care of those folks in the shelter. And, and we're actually a great partnership right now with Mercy Chefs. And they're providing food for the folks that are in our care. So it's not just shelf-stable food. It's not just macaroni and cheese out of a box. It's a microwavable, delicious meal. Yes. And Mercy Chefs has been providing those since the beginning of March. So we, we cannot do it without the community. Honestly, I think that was why I joined the Hampton Roads Chamber of Commerce, because I wanted people to know the difference between the YM and the YW. And we love our friends at the YM, but we wanted people to know that we have the service that we provide in our community. You made a comment about the business community and, and maybe they don't need our services, but one in four women is a victim of domestic violence. Yeah. Um, and so it's a real, it happens to everyone. It, can, it doesn't see socioeconomic barriers. Um, it can be your neighbor. It can be your friend. And then you may not know. So what I would say to businesses is make sure you have this number. Make sure your HR person has this number. Make sure they know how to contact us for, for services. Because again, we're free. It's confidential. You may have an employee that you're noticing, um, maybe doesn't come to work, calls out sick, is struggling, is having some issues, isn't getting any sleep. So these are our services that we can provide and we, we're happy to help the community, especially the business community. So. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, and you're right. It's, uh, I, I had said something a little while ago about that as far as being with the chamber because I count my blessings that we work with so many incredible professionals throughout the, the area. And, and you name off people like Stephanie Gorham, who's got to be one of my favorite people in, in Hampton Roads. And, and so many of the, the companies that um, I get to work with on the, the business, the business side, and you get to work with on the, on the nonprofit side. And it's, uh, it, there really is an awful lot of crossover and it's, it's absolutely wonderful to see. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, now we get to get to something I, I'm really excited about. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the, uh, the work you're doing to eliminate racism um, and specifically what y'all are looking to kick off on, on July 1st, which I, I have already registered for and I, I can't wait to get started. Awesome, awesome. So we are, are, we're going to share a 21 day challenge. So we have this mission to eliminate racism and we know that we single-handedly can't do that alone. Um, in light of all the things that have happened with George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor and, and frankly too many others, um, we decided to ramp up our efforts. We were doing some things internally and we're, so to speak, tidying our own house before we were sharing it out, right? We were testing it on ourselves before we were sharing it out. And this 21-day challenge just came at the right time for us. Uh, the 21-day challenge has been um, created and shared throughout many cities in the United States. And YWs specifically 
um, there's more than 200 of us have picked up on them because we feel like they're relevant to our mission and to uh, the challenges that we face. I think that there is a lot of education that needs to be had when we're talking about eliminating racism. And so what we've decided is we're committing to eliminating racism, we're going to educate, and we're gonna do that through this 21 day challenge, and then we're going to act, and we're gonna to act together. We're gonna to come up with advocacy efforts, we're going to um, testify, we're gonna talk about uh, racial profiling with policing, we're gonna talk about access to maternal health care for women of color, we're gonna talk about equal pay for women, women, women of color. We're gonna talk about these things, we're gonna advocate for these things, That's, those are our action steps. So we figured, how do we get people educated? How do we make this happen? So there's this thing called the 21 Day Racial Equity and Social Justice Challenge. And it's 21 days of emails in your inbox. You don't have to do anything, you just sign up at our website, ywcashr.org uh, backslash 21 Day Challenge. You sign up and every morning at 6 a.m., Monday through Friday, you get an email in your inbox. And the email could be an article, a link to an article. It could be a podcast that we, you should listen to. It could be reflecting on a personal experience that you might have had, or that you might not have had, but that someone, a person of color, might have had. And it's reflecting on how you would react and how you would feel. And so for 21 days, we're gonna send you these thought-provoking emails and encourage you to read them. And then we're gonna create a Facebook group. And on the Facebook group, we're going to participate in conversation. We're gonna educate each other. We're going to listen. We're going to um, yell, scream, cry, whatever it takes to understand, to better understand how we can eliminate structural racism together. Because we can't just do it by ourselves. And I mean, we YW, I mean, we uh, white people, I mean, we people of color, I mean, we. We have to be a whole group of people to do this together. Um, and we need to educate our population first. So this challenge talks about what's racial equity, it talks about equality, it talks about justice, it talks about white privilege, it talks about power, and, and it's all things, again, that are coming to you, and then what we're going to do is start the conversation, and we're hoping that the conversation just takes off, it grows, and it takes off, so. That's wonderful, that's wonderful. Well, I can't wait to look forward to it. Um, so for those of you who are listening, we're going to be airing this podcast for the first time on Friday, June 26th. Uh, so you'll have some time to, uh, to log on. And, and just so people know, if, if for whatever reason they don't hear this until July 4th, um, can they log in at any time to get registered? Yes, I believe they can sign up, even if it's the 20th day, although you might have missed something. But I think we might, yeah. depending on the popularity of this, we may bring this back. Um, I think that this is a good way to start the conversation, but I don't yeah. think it's the end of the conversation. Um, and we're also working on efforts to come up with new things and extra things that you can do after this, right? So our idea is that we will give you the next three things you can do. You know, if you commit to stand against racism, then we're going to give you the next three things you can do. You can act, you can educate others, you can host a dinner. We're talking about a Just Dinner initiative with Jackie Glass. Do you know our friend Jackie Glass? She's outstanding. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, you have to meet her, you would love her. Um, she's come up with this Just Dinner initiative and we're partnering with Volunteer Hampton Road and Jackie Glass to fill the pipeline of folks who want to host dinner. Just Dinner. 
And what it is, is you get a conversation packet and there's some conversation topics that you talk about over dinner. And then you make action steps and you hold each other accountable. And maybe you have dinner again, and then maybe you talk some more and then maybe you have dinner again. And so the idea is it's sort of a dinner club, but it also has a conversation. And the conversation is about race and about what we could do together to eliminate racism. Um, and so we're gonna just keep pushing out some things that people can do. And this is something you can share at your organization, at your corporation, at your business. Yeah. This is something I shared with my mom and my sister. Uh, it's something you can share with people out of state. They don't have to be here again, because it's email. And then if they have a Facebook account, they can participate in the conversation. They can ask questions. They can um, tell stories because it's all about educating each other. And it's about the stories that are told and the experiences and sharing those experiences together. So that's wonderful. Well, I'm definitely looking forward. And again, for, for those who, uh, who may not have caught it the first time around, how do the, where's the best way to find the information? So the YWCA-SHR, so southhamptonroads.org. And then it's back, backslash 21 day challenge. Perfect. It Perfect. Takes like two and minutes to sign up. So you, you can do yes. it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I've, like I said, I've already signed up. We're good to go. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, and come July 1st, we're, uh, we'll all get to take part. So uh, thank you all. Thank your team for setting that up. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the overall mission and for obvious reasons this has been a unique period of time for everybody over the last six months um but but really even pre-covid what would you say has been um probably your biggest challenge since joining the ywca or 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 even just the nonprofit community in general what would you say has been probably your biggest challenge and what would you say has kind of been your biggest reward since, since doing this? Hmm. So I would say, I think of the struggle that nonprofits have in general in the community is, is not being taken seriously as a, an organization or a corporation, right? Um, I still have to worry about my budget and my bottom line and I still have to make sure I reward my employees and provide, provide professional development as much as I can afford to. I feel sometimes like we are not taken as seriously and yet we're providing important services in our community. Um, and I think we're working, like you said, there's a lot of us and we're pretty vocal. And so we've got a really good contingent of nonprofit CEOs who speak out pretty regularly. So I'm not worried about that so much. Um, <laughs> I think my biggest reward is really putting the YWCA back on the map, right? And having, yeah. ha helping to distinguish our brand from that of the YMCA. Again, I love Anthony Walters. I love those guys over at the YMCA, but he and I have decided we're gonna be friends and we're gonna, hey, you need the YW, here's their number. You need to go to the YMCA, here's their number. We're friends, we're gonna lift each other up. Um, and I yeah. think that has been, uh, back to the 757 in Hampton Roads, I've not, never seen so many nonprofits lifting each other up. I think our relationships with each other are strong. I think we understand that we need each other. I don't think it's a race to the top. I think it's more of a, you know, hand up to each other to really make sure that we're lifting each other up. You know, when COVID first happened, Ruth needed help at the, at the food bank and Mercy Chefs and Ruth. And I mean, they all banded together and they were feeding people and, and, and the YMCA jumped in and said, we'll hand the food out. That's the strength of this community. 
that's the 757. When I told Stephanie Gorham we were struggling with food, she said, wait, Mercy Chefs can help you too. And I think that's the strength that we have here in the 757 with nonprofits. The nonprofit leaders are strong and they get along and they help each other out. And so I think that's rewarding. It's cool to be part of that circle of, of friends. Um, and that makes it uh, really easy to come to work in the morning. I can call anybody across town and say, hey, I need some help. Hey, Michelle, at United Way, I need some help. Um, and, it, and it's a friendly community. I love that about the 757. Not having originally been from here, I feel welcome and I feel like part of the crowd and I love that. I love that we help each other. So, yeah, yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's throughout this entire six to nine months that we've been dealing with, uh, I, you are absolutely right. The amount of, of collaboration and partnership that has gone on throughout the 757 has just been, uh, no one ever wants to go through what we're going through. I mean, it's, 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 we would all prefer to, to have been able to skip this entire process and we'd be perfectly exactly. happy with it. But knowing that that wasn't the option, um, to see the collaboration within the nonprofits, uh, you talk about Mercy Chefs, who has got to be one of my absolute favorite nonprofits in the in the 757. Uh, to to watch what they've been able to do for an organization that's actually been around a while, but most people just didn't know who they were, and right. to have taken on the role that they've taken on during this COVID situation for our region. Uh, whether it was partnering with Volunteer Hampton Roads, Stephanie and her team, um, helping out organizations like yours. Um, we even had a, a, a wonderful opportunity where uh, we actually connected with um, the team at the Chesapeake Conference Center uh, who learned what Mercy Chefs was doing and sent uh, their chefs and sous chefs over to help uh, prepare oh, wow. meals. Oh, so wow. we've been able to connect them with the for-profit community and the nonprofit community. It's just, those are the things that you look back on as we go through these, these unprecedented times and think uh, you just, uh, I mean, not to, not to discount any other region, but uh, we're doing it right. And, and it, it really does make you proud to, to be able to say that, yeah, I'm from the Hampton Roads and the 757 community of Virginia Beach and Norfolk and Chesapeake and Portsmouth and Suffolk. It's just, it, it is absolutely wonderful. So shout out to, to all the 757 nonprofits and, and for-profits and uh, thank you all for what you've been doing. Um, so before we wrap up, uh, I did want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity. Uh, we talked a little bit about how to find you on the website. Uh, are, are you able to connect on so, on social media as well? Yep, I think we're um, at YWCA SHR for Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're the YWCA of Southampton Roads on Facebook, um, and so we have we have a pretty good platform. I think we have a Twitter account. I'm not really a good Twitter person, but. <laughs> pretty sure we tweet at some point. Um, we're part of a national organization, YWCA USA. So if you can't find us locally, you can contact them. They're in DC, but there are more than 200 YWCAs across the United States. Our, the next closest YWCA is Richmond and beyond that is Central Virginia. And they, the, the three of us together are launching this 21 day challenge together on July 1st. Oh, um, it's, a, it's a concerted effort it's the YWCA's of Virginia launching the 21 day challenge. And so I'm proud to have the partners that we have with Central Virginia 
and Richmond um, because they're good partners and, and Richmond's struggling. Richmond's seen some scary stuff. Um, and so we're trying to, to hang out and help them and, um, and see if they need any support. So uh, we will get through this together. So for sure, all of us, so. That's great. Well, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Thank you to Allie and the entire team at, at YWCA. Um, I miss getting to see you all. No, um, we miss you for too. Those, for those who don't know, we our offices are literally on the same floor, all <laughs> of about 100 yards away from one another. So we, we, we're used to getting to see each other fairly regularly, if for no other reason than we just stand at the window and wave to one another. But, right. um, but we'll all be back here together soon. And, and thank you again to you and your entire team for all you're doing. And, and uh, we look forward to, to seeing how the, the results of the 21 day challenge go. I know, right? We'll have to see how many people. We have 229 signed up so far. So it's going Perfect. pretty well. Mm -hmm. Well, Thank Tank you. Talk listeners, let's get that number up. Let's 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 add a few more hundred people to that that number, and uh, let's fight racism. So, thank you again. Thank you to the listeners of Take Talks for joining us, and y'all stay safe. And, and thanks again for joining Take Talks Business. Mm -hmm.